All Year I Dream About Gaming Conventions. Welcome everyone to All Year I Dream About Gaming Conventions, the podcast you didn't know you needed about Gen Con, Origins Game Fair, PAX Unplugged, and beyond. I'm your host, Quarex. And I'm your other host, Ben. So Quarex, why are we recording a podcast about this niche topic? In a sense, I think it's because we're both pretty passionate about this niche topic. And in my case, anyway, literally, I spent years looking, you know, every day, okay, maybe at least weekly or monthly, for somebody talking about just gaming conventions. And it's always like, I went to a gaming convention, and here's the 10 games I like most. Thanks for listening. And I'm like, you didn't talk about the convention. That's what I'm here for, man. I don't care about the games, except in the service of the convention. So, yeah, I just want to talk about conventions. Quarks, what conventions do you like to attend? So, let's see. I'm a pretty frequent attendee, being a Midwesterner, to GaryCon, GameholeCon, I go to a lot. I do go to Origins most years, I'd say. Uh, I've, you know, been to a bunch of other conventions occasionally. FlatCon is in my hometown. I go there sometimes. Yeah, I know you have a big experience difference being from not the Midwest. Uh, so as someone who lives on the uh, mid-Atlantic seaboard, uh, I, I get to go to lots of interesting conventions along the East Coast. Uh, PAX Unplugged is probably probably one of the big ones. There are a number of smaller conventions uh, that I used to go to a lot more when I had kids. But, you know, Corex, we met for the first time and many times at the the you know, the preeminent convention the eight hundred pound girl in the room that's right and that is Gen Con in Woo! Indianapolis Indiana Gen Con Indy this year August three to August six and by the time these episodes drop we're about four weeks out of the best four days in gaming um, and we're gonna give you our thoughts and opinions and uh, ideas about how to make your Gen Con experience better. That's right. We're going to talk some tips about Gen Con. We're going to talk about Gen Con a lot, uh, and we'll talk about other conventions, but right now we want to we wanna give you what you, our fair listener, needs to know about making their Gen Con experience the best it can be. We're talking tips about Gen Con, and whether you're a first-time attendee, whether you're a casual attendee who comes in on the weekend, or whether you're a hardcore person, probably like ourselves, who spends all year dreaming about Gen Con and other gaming conventions, we're going to give you some tips on how to make your experience the best that it can be. So if you're a first-time attendee, you know, it's it can be certainly daunting. Quarex... When was the first time you attended Gen Con? That was the beautiful year of 1997. And let me tell you, I was a dumb kid as opposed to being a dumb adult. And I pretty much had no idea what I was getting into, except that I'd been told it was amazing by everyone who had been there. Uh, pretty jaded, you know, cynical, as many people are. So I was kind of like, well, it can't be that cool, but all right, I'll go once, I guess. It turns out it was actually even cooler than they had hyped it up to me. Uh, and... Wow, so that was pretty much a life-changing experience right there, and I realized, yeah. So 1997, that was back when it was in Milwaukee, and gosh, we're, you're pushing in on, uh, this is your 25th Gen Con, I think. Something like that. I may have missed a couple. You know, I, my first Gen Con was in 2015, 
uh, and I actually had taken the bar exam uh, the two days prior to Gen Con 2015, and I had not been sleeping, and I had <laughs> been convinced by a friend that I finally needed to attend Gen Con before my life was over, um, mm. and in terms of uh, the practice of the law and things like that. So, you know, I've been attending, you know, other than missing 2017 for a birth of a child, uh, I've I've been attending pretty regularly, so... If you're attending Gen Con for the first time, first thing you gotta have, you gotta have a badge. Whether or not you're getting the four-day badge, uh, four-day badge is $135. Uh, you can get one-day badges, 70 bucks for Thursday and Friday, 85 bucks on Saturday. Uh, and if you're coming in on Sunday, uh, it's, you know, it's $17. What a number. That is just a choice to have it 17 or, you know, you're, you're bringing in a kid and they're 10 and under, they're getting a, a free wristband. To do anything at Gen Con, you have to have a badge. Without the badge, you know, I guess you can walk into the convention center, but you're not getting onto the dealer floor. You're not buying event tickets and, and, th and things like that. So worth noting, there are rumors of a sellout for four-day and Saturday badges. So if you are on the fence or attending Gen Con for your first time or any time, probably want to get a badge yeah. uh, sooner rather than later. Horix, besides a badge, what's the next most important thing? You know, once you have a badge, you have to have a room to exist in when you're foolishly spending time outside the convention center or, you know, the exhibit hall or whatever. It's, it's like you need to sleep and shower or something. Yeah. And occasionally, you know, look out the window at the glory of Indianapolis, you know, that kind of thing. And it's, you know, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that in the, the tip section. But, yeah, just it's hard sometimes to get a room nearby, but you, you'll have a good time as long as you have a room. Lastly, and this is something that I made a mistake on my first Gen Con, do you have comfy shoes? Mm. Uh, you want to make sure you're going with the most comfortable shoes because you are going to walk a lot probably in one day, four day. There's going to be a lot of walking going on and you don't want to be breaking in brand new shoes or wearing shoes that aren't particularly comfortable while you're doing that. Fact. Yeah, my first year, I think by Saturday, I literally was just in the room like, I don't I don't know if it's worth going today, guys. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to make it. They, they dragged me. It was fine. But wow. So now, for the casual attendee, you've been to Gen Con before, it's not the end-all be-all, you should maybe show up a day or for the weekend and play, you're not taking days off of work. What are some of the ways that you're going to make your Gen Con most successful? For me, I think that from my friends who are casual attendees, finding events are the ways that they make their Gen Con the best one it can possibly be. To do that, the Gen Con website, there's an event catalog. You're able to search based upon events where you can purchase tickets, and that's the best way to make sure you can do the thing you think you want to do. But you can also take a look at different events that, that may have sold out, and you may be able to sneak into them if somebody doesn't show up for their event. You can use generic tickets. In a later episode, we'll go into that into more detail, especially as a casual attendee. You don't want to overdo it. So the advice I give to people as a Sherpa is, like drugs, try doing half and see how you're feeling. Don't overdo it, because there's <laughs> nothing worse than getting to the event, 
that you think you want to do and you're just you're you fall asleep on the table or you're about you know you're about to fall asleep or you you skip the event and somebody gets to sneak into your event because of using the generic tickets because you had to go home back to your hotel room and nap. yeah that's that's that is that is just some fun advice gaming sherpa that's really handy because Especially if you've gone a couple times, like you think you have a handle on it. And you know you do, but guaranteed you don't know about half the stuff that's going on at the convention. And you have a friend who's been going a lot longer than you or just doing different things than you. It's amazing how helpful an outside perspective can be. Just talking to someone else, seeing what they do, especially if they have been going a lot longer. So, for the hardcore attendee, who's probably our listener at this point, to be perfectly honest, thank you, first-time attendees and casual attendees who are listening as well. Yay! For the hardcore attendee, Forex, what is the best advice that you you can give to begin with? I mean, it all sort of starts and revolves around getting a hotel as close as possible so you can maximize your time at the convention, I'd say. Now, like, you're still gonna have fun, no matter where you are, as long as you're a reasonable commute from the convention center, but man... If you're right next door, oh, you can you can do anything. You're you limitless power. You can just head back to the room, drop off your stuff, head back to the room, take a nap, head back to the room, stare. You know, whatever you want to do, you have a constant base you can just bump back to. And the best way, of course, to get a room in the hotel block if you missed out on the first round is GenConHotels.com. Having our own special uh, hotel reservation stalking site is really how you knew we arrived as a uh, cultural event, because. It's amazing. You load it up. If there's a room, someone's probably going to grab it. But last July, like middle of July, we found a presidential suite available and switched rooms, even though we already had our own room. So it's useful. For me, you know, as a hardcore attendee, uh, trying to make sure that I maximized my time and ability to, to, to be at the convention is volunteering with a, with a GM group, which in some ways gives me an, you know, sort of a set amount of time that I have to run games and I, you know, I, I know what I'm doing, but by volunteering with GM group, you're able to oftentimes either get your badge paid for, which means you have more money to spend in the dealer hall. Mm. You don't have money to spend in the dealer or don't have money to spend on a badge, I guess. True. Sometimes you can also get uh, a room in a hotel block, depending upon the group that you're volunteering with. Some groups that are trying to run games, trying to get people to play their games, they'll have lesser required hours of GMing. I think the the, the least I've seen has been 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Others have more onerous requirements where, you know, you're maybe running 32 hours worth of yeah. games to get a, a room in a hotel block. And it, at that point, it's kind of like it's your job. and at a, at a certain point, I, 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 I've done that two years. I would absolutely not recommend it unless you need to be in the hotel, in the, the downtown block. That is the introductory episode to All I Do All Year is Dream About Gaming Conventions. Mm-hmm. Next episode, we're going to give you a little bit more information about Gen Con prep, more than some of these basic tips. It's true. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Greetings from the end of the episode, weary traveler. Perhaps you would like to examine my social media wares, all gathered at linktr.ee slash dreamaboutgamingconventions. We sell everything from Instagram to Facebook to YouTube. Soon we may have whatever tip jar the kids are using these days. 
All music for this episode was composed by Quarex. Except for Adidas, courtesy freemidi.org. All editing for this episode was by Ben.